and welcome to another edition of the Standard Room Only Podcast. Yes, I am your host, Ben Standick, and I cover the Washington football team for The Athletic. That means, well, it means a couple things. It means I am at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, covering the, the annual pre-draft events that has a lot of intrigue this year because of the fact that there are a bunch of quarterbacks here, and we know the Washington uh, NFL team is in the quarterback hunt. But of course, that's not the real news of, of the week. The real news of the week is that officially, the Washington football team is now the Washington Commanders. Um, we've talked about that a bunch here on this podcast. I wrote about it a bunch over on The Athletic. It's a, it's a, it's a choice. I, I leave it up to the fan base to determine how, how excited you are about it. I think some people are, are thrilled just to move on. Some people are embracing it. Others clearly have issues with the name or maybe even the just the simple fact that it's not you know, that the name was changed in the first place. But I got into that uh, a few moments ago with my friend Tariq El-Bashir, who, of course, covers the Capitals for the Athletic. But Tariq, like myself, grew up a fan of the team. And Tariq was my co-author on a uh, story we did last year about um, how does the, what's, the, what's the process that a team has to go through to get a name. It's not as simple as saying, hey, well, just go pick any name and move on. There's a lot of details that go into it. Tark and I chronicled those ideas last year, and we now look back on it um, to see kind of the, the, the steps that, have, that that happened along the way. And, of course, we reacted to the name commanders itself. So we'll get to that um, in just a moment. In addition to that, I am at the Senior Bowl. Um, I'm talking to you guys on Thursday morning. There's another day of practice today, and then the actual game is over the weekend. So I'll do more of a full-blown Senior Bowl recap later on, but I did have a conversation with my colleague uh, with The Athletic, Chris Burke. Chris covers the Detroit Lions, but he's also a noted draft guy. He used to cover the draft for Sports Illustrated. He does a lot of draft coverage for The Athletic. So he and I spoke yesterday after media day here uh, at, at the Senior Bowl, and we just got into the, the quarterback in particular um, at that point. So I'll have more coverage from the Senior Bowl as we move forward here. Um, we'll let the week play out uh, before we get into too many other details um, that, about that. So a lot there to get into. And, and one last thing, I had a conversation with our friend Fred Smoot uh, earlier today as well. Some technical difficulties ultimately led to me not being able to play that for you guys. I did pepper in Fred's thoughts uh, during my conversation with Tarek. Obviously, I don't have Fred's uh, fantastic Southern accent or, you know, cadence or things like that. So you're going to miss out on that. But I, I did share a lot of what Fred had to say, what he thought of the name, what alumni thought of the name, um, the, the jerseys, and what happens going forward here. There's got to be stadium talk soon and all that fun stuff. So we'll get to all that in just a moment here on the Standard Room Only podcast, which, of course, you can find on iTunes, or Spotify, or on the Athletic app or anywhere else your podcasting. Um, look, obviously it's a historic moment. The Washington Commanders. Whatever we want to say about the name, you want to love it, you want to bury it, whatever it is, it is the name. And this is what we're going to have going forward. I can say as a reporter, somebody who has to write down the name a lot, type out the name a lot, I'm thrilled that it's plural. Um, it's very frustrating that you can't call them they. I never one time referred to the football team in anything I wrote as the football team. I never said, you know, the football team cratered in the red zone or the football team rushed for 200 yards. That, that, that 
that wasn't going to work for me. And I don't think it did for most reporters. It's a little too just it just doesn't sound right at all. The commanders though, that that will work and we'll get back into into that. So I'm thankful <laughs> I'm thankful for that. As for the rest of it, you know, it is kind of odd that we don't have a nickname for it, you know, the Wiz, the Wizards of the Wiz, the Capitals of the Caps, and so on. Um we'll see how that goes. Uh you know, I I um it was interesting being at the Senior Bowl versus being in in at FedEx Field for the event. Obviously, I I was checking out the coverage and uh, my colleague of course David Aldridge he wrote uh, a, he wrote a column for the athletic he was he was there at FedEx field to talk to Jason Wright uh, you know was there to, to hear Dan Snyder Tanya Snyder the players and, and and you know and so on take it all in um, but being here in in Mobile it was interesting so literally as the announcement is happening on the Today show players are talking at media day and they had just it was sort of bad timing myself you know for those of us who are covering washington um, but just at the moment like literally like a minute before the name became official kenny pickett the university of pittsburgh quarterback is at uh a dais he is talking or is at, uh, seated at a table i should say and he is talking about you know his you know the draft and and what he's working on and things like that and uh, you know the question was asked um well, what do you think of the commanders and you know, he had sort of a similar reaction to what a lot of the players did, which is to say, oh, uh, sure, it sounds cool. Uh, you know, more worried about what team I'm going to play for versus what their name is, but sounds good. Uh, but the point is just that, you know, the name has been such a popular question. I've talked about this before. I think Tark and I talked about it a little bit. Everybody has an opinion on the, on whatever the name might be, or they're at least very curious what the name would be. And so, you know, definitely got a lot of commander's jokes going on the last couple of days. Um, the, the primary conversations have been, what's the name going to be? Then what do we think of the name? And the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks. From a football perspective, that's been the absolute primary focus. If you ask Ben Sandig for his view on, you know, players who are on the, you know, defensive line or safeties or you know right guards i'm not gonna lie to you my focus is on the quarterbacks that's what i was watching malik willis from liberty sam howe from north carolina um carson strong from nevada kenny pickett from pittsburgh and so on there were six quarterbacks here all of whom six of the top seven quarterbacks in this draft class were here uh, matt corral from Ole miss the only one an underclassman who's not here uh, so there was that was the primary focus from that perspective. And ultimately, Washington has got to get a quarterback. I don't think there's any debate about that. And I believe my sense, I thought this before, I've been writing about it a bunch. I know people get excited when they see a national reporter say, hey, I'm being told Washington is going to be aggressive in a quarterback market. Hey, guess what? I've been telling you that for a while. So have other people on the beat. I'm not saying I'm unique to me. I'm just saying it's pretty apparent that that's their hope. The question is, can they get it done? It's not a matter of, I don't think, want or will. It's a matter of opportunity right now. And until some of the bigger names get sprung free, if they do it all, Washington has got limited options. And it's not just Washington. Um, I'm here with a bunch of my colleagues from The Athletic that cover the Colts and cover the Steelers and cover the Saints. And, and we're all kind of in the same boat. And then you, even those other teams, you know, are the Panthers holding the sixth pick? And they have Sam Darnold. Are they going to be aggressive at quarterback? I kind of think they might be. So on and so on. So, um, you know, 
the, it is not an easy situation there. I will just say a couple quick notes on the veteran front. So, um, actually, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll save this part of the conversation, other conversations, because the, this is the, the this is the name change podcast. We'll get to the quarterbacks in a minute. This is the name change podcast. This is the Senior Bowl podcast at the end. So let's do that. We'll start with Tarek El Bashir talking about the name. What do we think of it? Just generally the process that it took to get here, and then my conversation with Chris Burke about uh, the start here of the Senior Bowl. What we're seeing with this quarterback class. Get to all that here in just a moment on the Standard Room Only Podcast. And one thing to note, um, Tarek and I were talking not just about the name change, but about everything that's going on with this team, including updated um, information, uh, reports regarding the, cult, the the negative culture inside the Washington football team uh, organization. I Sorry, the Washington Commanders, but we're really talking about what happened several years ago that we've obviously all have discussed at great length over the last uh, couple of years now. And Congress today, of course, is having uh, a roundtable bringing in former team employees to share their stories about the Washington team. And Tarek, and I mentioned that. And, um, you know, as I, as I said with Tarek, I think it's important. Now, of course, the Wilkinson report should be out. It's important to have these women speak out and share their stories. Um, the, con- the Congress part seems to be a bit of um, political theater to a degree that these people aren't being sworn in. That said, as I'm now talking about this, it, the, the hearings are going on right now, and or the, not the hearing, but this roundtable is going on right now. And one of the participants who I would not believe we would heard from before, Tiffany Johnston, who worked, um, I believe, in the marketing department, but she worked for the team, has said that, among other things, that Dan Snyder made unwanted sexual advances towards her at an event. Um, so I'm doing this in real time, so we'll see how this goes. Again, it's important that uh, these women get the chance to speak. Um, hopefully something comes of this. Hopefully Congress isn't just making this political theater, that something does come out of this. A lot of it will have to do with what does the NFL do? Does the NFL ever respond to Congress's wishes and seeking information, including the Wilkinson report? That's the part that's the question. I don't know that the Congress has the teeth to get this done against a powerful group like the NFL, but that's a whole um, a different story. In any event, this is happening in real time, and I don't want to just come. I don't want to be dismissive of any of this. Definitely not. It's important to to hear from these women. Um, I just hope that the Congress actually can do something about this, and that the NFL steps up someday as well. All right, joining me as promised, he is of course our Washington Capitals insider for the Athletic, but for the purposes of this conversation we're gonna we're gonna focus on the fact that like me he grew up in this area rooting for this team where we're, we're now both emotionally you know dead inside but maybe <laughs> even more more importantly he was my, my my co-pilot on the athletics um name change simulation we did last year that is now you know officially in the rear because of the fact that we now have a new name for the for washington it is the washington commanders here he is the guy who takes command of all your Capitals coverage, Tarek El Bashir. Um, so let's just get to it, Commanders. Thoughts? Well, 
I, I mean, I, I wish there was a little more suspense. I mean, you know, anyone who's on Twitter has known it was going to be the Commanders for what four what, weeks now. What a I, I, you know, I, I, I trying to curse last stuff was a bit. What a shit show. Yeah. This, this this journey has been like you kind of figured like the moment they told us it would be February second that somehow it would get out, but to the degree the unforced errors and then look, this is what okay yeah anyway I'll stop talking you talk go ahead. What yeah, I, I mean, you know, the, the fact that Jason Wright was was, you know, there were screen grabs of him with the commanders, you know, like paperwork on his lap. I mean, like that's an unforced error. Unforced. Um, you know, for a moment, I thought, all right, maybe this there's some misdirection here that, that maybe that was just one of the ideas. And I was like, nah, it's the Washington football team. That, that That's just a slip up right there. Uh, and again, it, when, as soon as they said we're going to make the announcement a month from now, I was like. There's no way this is not going to get out because they're going to have to produce, you know, hats and jerseys and the stuff's going to have to get shipped. They're going to have to have players, current players, former players model the stuff. I was like, it's going to get out. Um, so I, 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 I thought that was probably an unforced error, you know, saying we're going to announce something a full month in advance. So I was in Pittsburgh with the Capitals on Tuesday night and we're all in press row you know, getting ready for, you know, a big rivalry game behind enemy lines. And everyone started seeing the Chopper 4 uh, video around the same time. And like, I, 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 whoever tweeted it out, I forget who tweeted it out. And like, we all just kind of did the forehead smack. Like the, are you serious? And so I'm not a conspiracy theory type guy, but how would you know? I mean, this is a media partner of the team. How would you know otherwise to put your helicopter over the team store and what window to zoom in? I don't know. I, I feel like that might have been they might have been in on it a little bit. But um, uh, I mean, as far as the name goes, it, I don't know. I I don't really have as, as strong a feeling as some people, some reactions I've seen on Twitter, like in a negative direction. I just go, eh, you know what? And it was part of it is because of what we learned during the reporting of our story. There are so many layers, right? I mean, you can't just pick a name and go, yeah, that's cool. Let's go with it. I mean, there's, there's trademarks, there's all sorts of things you have to, you know, be wary of. And so, you know, in the year 2022 with a hundred professional sports leagues around the world, I mean, there's not, you know, your, your options are limited. I think people a year from now are going to, maybe not totally embrace the name, but um, I don't think it's going to bother the people who had negative reactions as much, you know, down the road. But I will tell you this, last night I was at Capital One Arena for the Edmonton Oilers at the Caps, and I was in a different role. I was doing TNT. Um, uh, I was a sideline reporter. And from the minute I pulled up in the garage, a um, – everyone downstairs was talking about it. all of the ushers, all of the, the parking attendants, everyone was talking about it. I get upstairs and now fans, this is at a hockey game. You know, I'm the hockey reporter and people are <laughs> tapping me on the shoulder going, Hey, what do you think of the name? Hey, what do you think of the name? Um, you know, I talked to a few players about it. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, it was a big topic of conversation around, <laughs> around the, the capitals last night. It's amazing. I was, I've been saying for the last, really throughout this whole process, really the last several weeks, 
I've never been as popular among my friends and family covering this team as I have been with this name. I could tell Everyone, them, yeah. yeah, I could tell them, hey, I had a one-on-one with Ron Rivera in the war room on draft day. I can tell you exactly what they're going to pick. Nobody would care. The name, everybody wanted to know, not just people who are interested in the team, but people who are, you know, don't even care. But they're like, oh, what are they going to name the team? And uh, it was it was really intense, and I can only imagine how it was, you know, for, you know, the Jason Price and Ron Rivera's of the world. Um, just to go through some of the things you were just saying, your reaction was kind of ant to the name. I think 100% that's the, the oh, well, I think that's the majority reaction to, to most people. Um, I mentioned in my intro that um, uh, Fred Smoot I, and I talked a little bit earlier and we had some audio issues, but we we both we both kind of concurred that the name was like, you're on a par five, you're teeing off, and instead of pulling out the driver, you take a five iron. You're like, I just want to, like, if there's a lot of, like, I see, you know, there, there's, you know, there's controversy to the left, there's ridicule to the right, and, you know, to avoid anything, I'm just going to hit it, you know, 180, 200 yards up the fairway. I probably a four iron there, but. Probably not. <laughs> like, you know, the, goal, the goal is just to get it in the fairway, not necessarily go for mm-hmm. the birdie. And they didn't go, I mean, in my opinion, and I think this is the general consensus feel is they didn't go for the birdie here. Now, obviously, if you go for the birdie, you have more risk reward, right? You could go for a name that is way outside the box and people are like, what is, what on earth is that? Like Red Hog. It was a safe pick. You're exactly right. I, I completely agree with you. It was the it, safe pick. Like when we did our, our panel and our, and our group with a Metaforce, the marketing, the, the brand marketing company yep. that we used to, to help us, like Red Hogs was an option, right? And obviously that works on a lot of different levels. The red, the 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 the, the historic culture of the name, but for a lot of people, it'd be like Red Hogs, like or ho- like kind of make fun of it. And their view, version of that was like, you pick that name because you're feeling really confident. Screw what everybody else wants to say. This felt like the name that was not overly confident. That it was just sure, Commanders. Okay, I, I get it. And is it look a connection to government or things like that or the military? But uh, you know, kind of. Whatever that, that that's the general sense I have in talking to Fred Smoot. He was saying, like I said, the same thing. Not that he speaks for all the alumni, but uh, you know, he seemed to say that that was sort of the general consensus of everybody kind of there yesterday. Well, what was the consensus on the uniforms? Like I said, I, I've been buried in Caps World for forty-eight hours uh, sure. with some travel in between. But I mean, I saw pictures. I like the black uniforms. Like I don't. I wasn't bothered by by the uniforms at all. I think the the W is kind of plain. And, you know, I, I, if I had to guess, that's probably going to evolve. <laughs> um, but the, the black uniforms look pretty, like pretty, look pretty snazzy to me. The, like what I, well, the pictures I could see online didn't do a ton for me, but I know the reporters that were there or, and, and, and Smoot said the same thing. They thought it looked a lot sharper in person. Yeah. It was, it's interesting. You mentioned the black. Fred said that like, I think on the white uniform that the burgundy looks a little white, like a little maroonish. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, I got the Jim Zorn pick the color. <laughs> that's right, that's right, golden maroon, maroon and black was uh, was, was the Jim Zorn. Yeah, maroon that's and black. Right. Right. I was like, oh my, no, no, we 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 we've we've gone uh, we've gone in that direction. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, look, I think you know the, the name itself. Whatever we're thinking today won't really matter going forward. In that, we're viewing it today; it has no feel. Because we, we have, it's not associated to anything. Then they start to play the games. And if you can win, like the reason why Wizards, like everybody would prefer the Bullets to the Wizards, right? But part of that is they stunk ever since right. they've changed Dude, the name. So, 
So, sorry to jump in here, but I, I stayed downstairs talking to the security guards and the, the parking ushers at uh, Capital One Arena, you know, probably for five, 10 minutes waiting for the elevator, just kind of shooting the breeze about the name. And, and these were these were older folks. These were folks that, you know, I've known for years. They're from Prince George's County and, and Southeast D.C. And, you know, they're good, lifelong Washington football fans. Right. And they all came to the same, like, like, as I was getting on the elevator and the conversation was kind of over, like the, the, the overarching theme of the conversation was, was the same thing. We come to the same conclusion, be the commanders. If you win 10 or 11 games, I don't care what you call yourselves. If you're going to the playoffs, but as long as you are mediocre or, or, you know, the source of controversy every single minute, and you can't really be proud of your team, then, you know, um, the name is going to be, is going to be part of that. It's going to be part of the discussion. But if you, if you clean your act up and win 10 or 11 games, no one cares. The, the commanders we will embrace that. We, we want wins. We don't care about the name now. Move up, you know, go get a quarterback. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's, you know, th- th- that's what they're going to have to, 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 to do. Um, I want to go back through our, um, our story that we did last year was uh, posted in, in July on the athletic, the headline, or sorry, June on the athletic. Can you rename the Washington football team? Simulation shows it may be quote mission impossible. And this is a lot of fun project. It took a lot. I mean, it's amazing. It's now February of 2022. Um, this thing started basically in like September, October of 2020. And obviously the story was put to bed last summer, but you know, it's been a long time coming because we, because once they dropped the old name and I started asking questions, David Aldridge and I wrote a story immediately about like, what's the process? And the branding experts were telling us 12 to 18 months. And that's essentially how, how it went down. But I, I wanted to go through a couple of things here that as I look back in the story that I think are pertinent to how we got here. Sure. So first example. So one reason I, I, I was talking to wanted to talk to Fred was because of the fact that, you know, of all the players, he's been as outspoken as anybody about what the name should be. He really pushed his Red Wolves thing, right? Uh, we were joking, like, he's like, like think of a, a major political uh, uh, campaign and like, or, you know, a race. And there's the obvious front runner that all the political parties getting behind this person, right? And then there's this, this insurgent candidate that everybody's initially dismissing. What is this thing? Who is this person? But they have some message that seems to resonate with the with people, and all of a sudden it gets to the point where it's become so popular that you can't no longer dismiss it. It gets up on the debate stage, right, uh, and 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 it gets a lot of votes. And okay, ultimately it doesn't win, but on some weird level was the winner because of the fact that it made it went from nowhere to being a factor. That was Red Wolves. There is no logical reason that Red Wolves was a name, right? Other than the fact that the red is there, it is a cool sounding name, but it has nothing to do with Washington, has nothing to do with the history of the team. It's just a name that sounds kind of a cool, but Fred Smoot really pushed the name. And then a lot of fans clearly got behind it as well. We addressed the Red Wolves in our, in our story because it was so popular. And I wanted to bring this up. It, uh, part of what they told us, the branding experts, we also talked to Jason Wright for this story, was that the the huge component of this was the legal process, the trademarks. Right. Right. Jason Wright said that that was the most eye-opening part to him was how little they could use. So in the story, this is one paragraph. Um, take, for example, Red Wolves, a name that has been a popular choice among fans. It seems unique enough to avoid legal hassles, but the Minnesota Timberwolves may object. 
That's why the branding experts, once armed with preferences from their client, seek countless name options. They know many won't pass a legal review. I, I bring this up I, over the last year. I mean, you 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 know, you, you're a hockey guy, so you don't have to deal with the the day to day crazy people out there. I mean, that with love, uh, who are passionate about the name, and they kept telling me over and over again, Red Wolves. Uh, you know, why why can't you use Red Wolves? Even when I would explain this, okay. Here's the here's the, the the story, people. I didn't just pull Red Wolves out of a hat, or we didn't just pull Red Wolves out of a hat. It was an example given to us by Jason Wright. Like, hey, we've looked into this; it's not going to work. Th- this is why we used it in the in the story, and it's now, you know, more of the conversation. So, I, I don't think the red. I mean, I don't know if they ever would have gone there, but it became, I think, for them, too much of a legal hurdle. Now, again, maybe they decided it was not boring enough. Or, or not, or not safe. <laughs> not, I'm sorry, not safe enough. I should say, um, but that—that's why Red Wolves wasn't ultimately in the real discussion because of the trademark issues, uh, from what I gather. Yeah, I, I mean, my uh, my takeaway from from all the reporting we did on that story was how big a role the legal process um, uh, plays, and. Um, Again, as I said, you know, in a world where there are, I mean, countless professional leagues and teams um, have to be, you know, the the options were limited. I mean, you're trying to name a team in 2022 when, you know, hundreds of names are already taken. And you know that if you take a name that sounds too familiar or can be confused with something else or the nickname can become this, which can be confused, you're going to get sued. And and so the worst thing the the Washington football team could have done was pick a name that would immediately be involved in a trademark lawsuit. I mean, could you imagine picking a name that, you know, everyone gets behind it, they make the big reveal, people go out and they buy shirts and jerseys and hats and, you know, people are starting to come around to it and, oh, now you're being sued by the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't do that. You just can't. Not even, you probably can't even register the name because – you know, the trademark uh, 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 judges and lawyers are like, yeah, no, you, you can't do that. So, I mean, there were legal hurdles and, and a lot of things that probably the average fan, uh, you know, who's not involved in trademark law was not aware of, which is what we tried to explain in our story. Um, so, I, I mean, when you talk about the safe pick, it might have been one of the few picks that even made any sort of sense. Yeah, yeah. The, the, question, sure. the question now to me, Ben, is, What's the nickname going to be? Well, so that's a huge that's a huge component. We didn't really get in. Or I don't know. Well, actually, I don't remember. I don't think we got into that too much in, in our story. I guess it's because, like, for me, it just anytime you have a name, the Wizards become the Wiz, the Capitals, capitals are the Caps. It, it seems like it comes Nationals and Nats. I mean, everyone's short. Right, right. The Terrapins are the Terps or whatever. Uh, and then you get to this one. You're like, well, wait, what's the thing? Everybody's joking about calling them the commies. But that's obviously that's obviously not a not a thing people want to do. I saw people yesterday talking about we're going to go commando. Uh, <laughs> you know, play, I like that. Play, what, what, what 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 is DC more famous for than like PR spin? Right? Maybe the DC comms. I don't know. Yeah, you know, we call it the director of comms, like the C O M M S. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to call them, but it, there's no there's no great options as far as you know the limited amount of time I've spent thinking about it. Yeah, Smoot was wondering. This is not necessarily with that, but like, so they said that they have not they, they have not determined yet the mascot situation, which they had two it, years. 
yeah, the, the the fact that they didn't have an answer for the mascot or the fight song was like really like what what have you been kind of working on all this time? That part's a little discouraging to me. But in any event, the um, I was wondering like you know how like the hogs like that became not not that people necessarily called the team the hogs, but that became an identity. Could red wolves could wolves on some level become an identity? Like if you pick a mascot, if if, if like I don't know for you, if you say what's the commander's mascot. It can't be an actual human being like the West Virginia Mountaineer dude. It can't be an actual human running around in a commander's hat like he's George Washington or something. I think that's not going to work. Now, if you have the a costume like that, maybe. But his, his, his he was wondering, could you do a wolf, a red wolf in the eh, commander's hat? Eh. I, I mean, I, I know where uh, Smoot's coming from, but. I, I think that would start confusing the, the, the <laughs> right. message. I mean, I, I think, look, you've gone full military here with with commanders, like, I don't know, tanks with, like, fighter jets flying over it. Like, it's got to be something military, right? Like, I'd, I'd prefer not to have any, you know, you know, guns or anything. Like, like you, you know, you got to be kind of sensitive to that. But, I mean, I don't know, a tank with, like I said, with, like, three fighter jets, like, you know, flying over it or something like that is probably going to be – you know, I, I'd imagine there'll be some mark of some sort uh, that, that that comes in the future. Sorry, that was ESPN.com popping up a uh, ad in the middle of our conversation. All, all, all good. Um, so here's a couple other things from our story that, that sort of jump out as I look back in hindsight. Um, we t- I, one of the branding experts I, I talked to independently of the group that was helping us with metaphors, uh, this guy, uh, Casey Klein, who's company does a lot of work in the in the minor league baseball like if you're uh, from the richmond area the richmond flying squirrels there's also the jacksonville jumbo shrimp his group has helped come up with some of these names so those are clearly you know names that really stand out because they're kind of you know odd so he was like saying you know uh so his quote is you know you want to quote own the mental real estate of that subject you wouldn't want another cat or another dog those names have been ad nauseum in sports if you can own the subject matter of that team name, uh, we're going to own the category of this subject matter. And then here's the kicker, quote, the worst thing that could come out of this is that it's tastefully dull. And I don't necessarily know the commanders as tastefully dull, but it did sort of stand out to me in that line. And, and like, you know, because obviously commanders is very different than the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Which I'm not advocating that I would have needed, like that would have been what the, uh, the Washington gumbo sauce, or uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I will tell you, I, there would just be too much risk involved in in going with going with one of those names. But sure. I, I will tell you, so as my kid has started to kind of venture into the world of junior hockey, the best names are in junior. I mean, there's some good minor league names, but some of the best names are in junior hockey. Man, uh, the Mud Bugs, you know the. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some other group, the Jackalopes. I mean, there's some pretty good ones out there, but you just can't, you can't go down that road with a professional team. I don't think. Um, oh, I said, I mean, I meant Mumbo. What did I say? Gumbo? I'm in the oh, South. Said Mumbo. Yeah. Oh, yeah I said I Gumbo, but I'm, I'm yeah. currently in Alabama and the, uh, the, you know, all that's on my mind. Have you had uh, any al- fried alligator bites yet? That That's my, uh, there's a place down on the water in Mobile. I don't remember if you went there I, I remember going there with Chick Hernandez and Mike Jones. Were you? You weren't there. So th- there's a, there's a restaurant on the on the water on the Gulf, uh, right near the stadium, maybe like five miles from the stadium. And um, there, one of the appetizers is fried alligator bites. 
Yeah, no. Um, only place in the world. I only place I've ever found them. Really good too. Um, no, I didn't. I did not do that. Find uh, it. Just, get, get out today, man. Find it. Um, I, I will. I will work on. Uh, <laughs> I will work on that. Uh, here, so here's the one other quote from this story that when I went back and read this, once we knew what the name was going to be, kind of blew my mind. Um, so uh, Alan Adamson is, is the, uh, uh, the lead of Metaphors, and he was the one that I'd worked with a lot. I had him on just recently on the podcast. Once we kind of knew that the name was coming, what what um, you know, what did he think of the process to this point and things like that. And But this is a quote he had in in the story, and this has to do with you know, sort of the process of choosing a name and, and what are the challenges, not just from a trademark perspective, but also like, you know, other teams that have come before it. He goes, uh, um, quote, the last thing you want to do is pick a team name that was sort of in use, say San Antonio in the 1990s. It's not a good look for your new name. The amazing part here, for those who are not sure, the AAF league, the, the defunct football league from a few years ago, had a team from San Antonio called the Commanders. <laughs> like, I was like, it was like, wait, did he know this? Uh, what, what, uh, yeah, it was that. We, we talked before, like I said, the story published in June, and I a lot of these conversations happened earlier. Um, the one with Jason Wright happened just a couple of days before. It, it seems like if you're trying to read the tea leaves or listen to what Jason Wright has been saying, that they came up with the name sometime in the early fall. Something tells me maybe it was a little bit earlier in August because that that blurred out picture that wasn't blurred out on of the commanders. I think it was from a video that was 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 released in like August. But in any event, uh, but that's as wild that 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 is what happened. Um. So yeah, look at the end of the day, they're the commanders, and at the end of the day, they got to win games, and that's what yep. this is all. Um, going to come down to. Um, but, but before we, we we go though, here's the here's the problem though, Tarek. Every time like I'm 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 more of a, if I'm if I'm being honest, I'm more of a half glass empty kind of guy. That's why we balance each other out. You're you're a happy go lucky guy. Um, but with this franchise, even okay. when you <laughs> even when you want to try to be positive, optimistic, hey, there's a new name, there's a new 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 uniform, a new logo. Ron Rivera always says. We, this is a restart. We can move forward. You can't, right? Because today, uh, we're talking on Thursday morning, there will be some sort of a congressional uh, discussion today. Not, It's not a hearing. Nobody's being sworn in, but a roundtable with a lot of the uh, former team employees who have already talked publicly about uh, the culture that they in, in the organization, what they, what they experienced. And last night, Wednesday night, uh, you know, I'm doing the senior bowl circuit here, the, the social scene. And I get, I get multiple messages from people saying, Hey, by the way, real sports has just put out a podcast that it's about uh, everything, you know, the culture in, in Washington, the, the show, you know, her, people talking about their experiences with, with harassment and things like that. And it's gotten more new, new revelations in this on the day of the name change. And this is the thing it's, it, it, it never it, ends. It's it never, never going. Ends. It never is going to end. At some point, it's hard so, to go. It's hard to move forward. Yeah, and it's and and I know people are like, well, what does this have to do with the football team? It's all a drag because it's all connected. Like if you're a if you're a notable NFL player who has options, why would you choose Washington? 
when you you're going to have to stand there at a press conference one day, you may just want to talk about your team coming off a big win or whatever, and you're going to maybe have to deal with questions that, hey, why is Congress looking into your organization, right? And and this is and, and these things matter, and it just it's never going to end. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, you know, two steps forward, one step back, or with this organization, sometimes one step forward, two steps back. I mean, it just seems like they're, they're always just their own worst enemy. Um, uh, you, you know, that said, I was curious about the timing of this. Uh, I mean, that's my first reaction is, did Congress schedule this roundtable for the day after the reveal? Or did they try to get the reveal on the front end of the roundtable? I'm I'm always thinking about things like that because you know I, when you've been in this business long enough, you know that there are really well paid consultants and PR folks who you know spend weeks figuring this stuff out, like timing and try to get ahead of something. Or hey, why don't we come back with this the next day? And um, you know, if there was any enthusiasm. And I don't think there was great enthusiasm about the name, but if there was any enthusiasm, I think it's going to get dampened today when, um, you know, the lead of every, you know, I, I shouldn't say the lead, but I mean, it's going to be on, on every news program tonight. Oh, by the way, there were more revelations from, you know, um, uh, you know, from the Washington football team regarding its, you know, toxicity and in, in its culture. And it's going to be, you know, I mean, it, I'm glad this is getting out there. Um uh, I, I think I think the only way you can really move forward is to, you know, address address it head on. I, I don't know what ultimately ultimately is going to happen, but I do feel like things are moving towards a tipping point. It just feels that way as a person who's been observing this for a long time. I'm not saying you know the team is going to get sold or anyone's going to get forced out, but it just feels like things are are starting to you know move in that direction or, or at least to, you know, heading to a point where there's going to have to be a reckoning, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's going to have to be some, some really big decisions made by somebody. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I'll be watching. I'm, I'm curious to, you know, I read all, I've read all the Washington post investigative stories. I've been following this, you know, as, as a person who is, you know, who covered the team for, two years out of five years, you know, um, while this stuff was going on behind the scenes, like, I'm curious. I mean, I would, I wasn't in the building, but I was in the double wide trailer across from the building, you know? So yeah. <laughs> part, of, part of me is, is, is curious to know what, what, I, you know, what was going on behind the scenes that I, I mean, I, obviously I, you know, I've read the story, so I know I got a pretty good feeling, but I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing what is going to come out in these, uh, in this round table. I'm also, I'm also, I also wonder, and, and this is, probably my own ignorance or the fact that I haven't read up on it enough. Like, like why is this a round table as opposed to a hearing where people are sworn in? Is that because it's sports and it doesn't, you know, or is. I mean, my you know, sense, my sense is, and, and this is not like this based on reporting, but just like sort of like you said, looking at the evidence and seeing what this is. The, I think that Washington announced they were going to do this name change on February 2nd and somebody in Congress decided we're going to do this thing on February 3rd as a bit mm -hmm. of a, like, again, it's important that this gets out. They should release the Wilkinson report. I hope all these women, yeah. everybody involved has their, you know, they have all, many of them have spoken about this, so they've been heard, but I hope they get some sort of resolution that that, that they seek. And that said, this feels something too in the can of a bit of a political stunt. And that fact that they're not being sworn in, sort of goes to that point. I think like, that's, a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I think for like 
all of us, this is not, it's not new. I don't, again, I'm not saying that specifically, like we've heard this, but if you're Congress and most of the country, you're not necessarily even paying that close attention to this story because there's tons of stories in the world. So this is a way to amplify a story that's already kind of been out there, right? It's like when, when you, on like a local level, we all write a, a profile on a player and then some national publication comes in, writes a profile. People are like, oh, I didn't know about that. Like, well, it's right. already been here. Um, so like I said, hopefully, like you said, it moves forward to something grander. Um, and I will just say that, you know, being here for the, for the senior bowl, Obviously, you know, the, the whole league is here, national media, people for team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the majority questions that I was having or conversations I was having with people were, one, what's the, what's the quarterback scene? But then, two, what's the name going to be? And then, three, when is – what's the future with Dan Snyder? And it feels like, you know, without – I mean, I wasn't talking to people who were on the – you know, I was talking to owners. But, like, the – it feels like the basic consensus is until the owners decide that enough is enough, I, nothing is probably going to change. And that's the part that's, you know, just incredibly, gotta be incredibly frustrating because they're the ones who really have to push this through. They, they, you know, they're, they're, they still haven't given right. up all the documents to Congress. Right. Yeah, right. that is. Um, and, you know, I want to say- it's, it's, very, it's a very powerful, wealthy old boys club. And it seems like it's pretty hard to get thrown out. That's the way it feels to me. It's pretty, there's a pretty high threshold to, to be, you know, thrown out of the club. And I think, you know, I, I think some of it is self-preservation. I think a lot of owners probably look at what's going on there. Like, well, I got some shady stuff in my past. Like I, I, I we don't want to make it easier to yeah. get thrown out of the, out of the 32 man, you know, billionaires club. So well, that sure was my take when, when, when Donald Sterling got thrown out by the NBA, I remember Mark Cuban saying, all right, I get it, but I'm just going to say this out loud that we better be careful because all of us might have something. And he, of course, the Mavericks had um, an issue come somewhat similar to sure. what happened what yeah. happened here. And, um, you know, the, that, that's part of the deal. Um, lastly, uh, shout out. So I, I should have said this at the top to pat ourselves more on the back. Our, our panel came up with six names. Our, our, sorry, our, our marketing experts came up with six names. One of them was Command, uh, which was an idea that our Close friend – Close enough. Yeah, our friend Rachel Hotmeyer. Um, I'll allow it. She, she, yeah, she, she was locally here at NBC Sports Washington. Then she's been doing uh, covering the Packers up at Green Bay. She had that idea, so shout is that out. Where she is now? I lost track of her. That's awesome. Yes, that is where yeah. she is. Uh, yeah, so saw that. And um, here we go. Come on, Commanders, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Know. We got. We need. We need a name. Um, we need a name or a nickname. Well, I mean. I'll tell you this: my 17-year-old hockey player, um, who's a fringe football fan, like the the Washington football team has lost a generation of kids. Like we live in, we live 10 miles from the Washington football facility. He left for school today wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey. I'm from Maryland. He ain't from Maryland. He's from yeah. he's from Ashburn, Virginia, and he's wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey right now. So they have a lot of work to do. And so yeah, he's not alone. I, I'm, uh, yeah, 100%. And, and uh, this lastly, so one, I asked Fred, I was like, okay, you were really passionate about the name for the last 18 months. Is the stadium your new pet project? He said, yes, absolutely. He's going to, he, he, he needs to go back into DC. He's, every time he sees Mayor Bowser, he brings it up. He, he says, I got to work this out. And I, I've been making the point that like, if they move it to Virginia, to what you're just saying, 
a lot of the people on the Maryland side are going to say, you know what, this team, like, it's not the old, it's not people like us who are old. I mean, you know, I, I'm still the Orioles. DC's neutral. You move to Virginia and the Maryland folks are out. They're all going to become Ravens fans, guaranteed. Right. I mean, like, it's not, again, it's not, I brought, I, I had this, I had a Zoom the other day with, um, with some listeners to this podcast as a private thing. And we talked about this and some people were saying, well, I'm never going to become a Ravens fan. Yeah, not you, nobody of a certain age, but we're talking about if you have kids. Next generation. The next generation. Kids in general today are not are much more about the individual than they are the, the team. I mean, LeBron James has done a bunch of teams now. People follow LeBron James. Um, Baltimore is as close to where you live in Montgomery County or PG County as it is to go to Loudoun County, right? I mean, more or less. And the Ravens aren't screw-ups completely, you know? They, they, they win, and right now Lamar Jackson is an exciting player. Um, yeah, I think that's to me that's the thing. They that, that I don't think that can be ignored. The, the, the potential for losing generations of fans, and it's not just the idea of to don't view it today. View it for the next thirty years, right? The the if you make a, somebody who's a fan today a real fan, yeah. they are, become a fan for life. I'm still an Oriole fan, even though they stink, and the Nationals here here. But that's was my team. That's 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 money over time. You know, that's exponential money or, or possible revenue that you can be generating over time. You lose that, you're losing. It's not just about season tickets today. It's about you're, you're a lifetime. It, ben, you're seeing that now. I mean, you're seeing it now when you see those half-empty stadiums at FedEx Field. Like, that is the result of, you know, you're starting to and, – and also, let's, let's be honest, you look around the crowd at those games – and it's skewing older. I mean, there's fewer young folks in there. I mean, it's pretty It's pretty obvious. I mean, walk around town and look who's wearing Washington football team stuff. It's not kids. It's not kids. It's people like me and you with gray hair and gray beards, right? I mean, we, we, you know, we grew up watching them. We remember the Super Bowl championships. We remember Doug Williams. We remember Jay Schrader. We don't no one's yeah yeah exactly no one's um I'm, uh, Tarek and I are doing this on zoom and I'm looking at myself I'm like <laughs> oh I do have, I do have gray hair yeah me too um it, it's it's not uh like I said they've got work to do and, and finally I, I I also mentioned the new name to my 17 year old and I got a shrug this morning I got a shrug and uh it's okay he, he wasn't you know kind of kind of not really fired up or you know didn't really and, and this is a kid who would normally go oh that's terrible or oh that's great it was like it's okay he moved and looked back at his phone and moved on with life so yeah. you know I, i'll know if like a week from now comes because kids are at school and they're starting to wear commander's gear and he was a dad get give me a commander sweatshirt but if he doesn't you know i don't know we'll see i hear you all right man well look tark el bashir uh, i i guess i should ask really quick what's the deal ovechkin's missing the all-star game yeah, yeah. So um, he tested positive for COVID nineteen yesterday. Has that, which, has, had he tested positive previously, or is this not not in NHL protocol? Um, uh, his wife made mention on Instagram a couple of years ago, back when this whole thing started, that he tested positive or he had COVID in Moscow uh, when this whole thing started, and he's never denied that. Uh, I mean, not that anyone even denies any of that stuff anymore. So yeah, this is I by my count, this is the second time having it. Um, Unfortunately for, for for Alex, yesterday was the last day of mandatory testing in the NHL, and he got swept up at 9 a.m. in the morning test. If the Capitals didn't play yesterday against Edmonton, if they you know if their last game had been Tuesday night against Pittsburgh, like a lot of teams played their last game Tuesday, he would not have been tested on Wednesday, and 
you know, it may, it, I don't know if he's asymptomatic or symptomatic, but he, no one would have known if he was feeling okay. And he would have been off to in his private jet over to Vegas for the all-star game. So maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing, but um, you know, they got six days off now. So, you know, assuming he doesn't get sick, uh, he should be uh, well-rested and hopefully, you know, doesn't have bad symptoms and is ready to go on the other side of this thing. I haven't been paying any attention the last few days. So for all I know, they've, they've acquired John Van Beesbrook, but did they, did, did, did they get a goalie or didn't I see something about oh. Mark Andre Fleury or something? Yeah. Or? I mean, there, there's been some, some whispers that they've shown interest. Um, you know, I've, I've confirmed that interest. I mean, the, look, the Capitals right now have a team that's in win now mode. <clears throat> they got some stars that are playing really well. They got some of the worst goaltending and, and power play uh, numbers in the league. Those are two things that play an outsized role in determining the outcome of games in the postseason. You, if you go into the playoffs with a bad power play and bad goaltending, you're going to get bounced in five games in the first round. So I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to get a goalie. <laughs> right. And uh, um, I'd be incredibly shocked if they don't go all in for, for a top goaltender. I, I don't think they want to trade around trade first round picks and, um, uh, you know, high, high uh, prospects, but they're, they're going to be a couple of goalies out there. Simeon Barlamov, who started his career in Washington, first round draft pick of the Capitals, who plays for the Islanders now and Mark andre Fleury. I would say those are two guys that are going to draw significant interest from a lot of teams, but I think the Capitals, they have to go out to get somebody. All right. Well, I spend all my time thinking about how does the how does the Washington Commanders uh, get a quarterback because it's the most important position in sports. Hockey goalie may be the only other one that comes close to uh, comparing to that. And so it sounds like the Caps need to do that. Yep. Uh, if you want to follow that journey, uh, follow Tarek on Twitter at Tarek underscore El Bashir. Go read him in The Athletic. If you subscribe, you get both of us plus a bunch of other people. But, you know. <laughs> Not the New York Times yeah. people, but, but the, <laughs> the athletic people. Uh, Tarek, I appreciate it. It was a fun journey. Uh, yeah, man. And uh, go Commanders, I guess. There sure. you go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, of course, man. All right, we just wrapped up Media Day here at the Senior Bowl. Had a chance to talk to all the players, including uh, the six quarterbacks here. And I can tell you that there's a bunch of us here from The Athletic, and most of us are on some form of quarterback hunts, including uh, my colleague here, Chris Burke, who covers not just the Detroit Lions for The Athletic, but also a lot of NFL draft. Uh, Chris, the quarterbacks, everybody is all in on this. Uh, what, what, what's your level of excitement about like chasing down these quarterbacks uh, this week compared to maybe other years? I mean, I think that's part of it is figuring out if people are all in on this group or not, right? Like, it's... It's sort of an interesting class because maybe the number one guy isn't here, Matt Coral from Ole Miss, and then you've got some guys here that, like Malik Willis, look pretty interesting at practice. But that seems like it's going to be a while, and uh, you know Kenny Pickett, super experienced, but is he a starter? I mean, it's everyone here. I think has questions about all these guys. So yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a. I guess that's what you want if you're going to come down here. Is just sort of see see them in person, listen to them talk, and try to get a better picture of it but yeah I mean I, I think uh, I have a feeling the NFL is in the same boat that we are just trying to figure these guys out a little bit right right I mean it seems like like your team is in a particular interesting spot right the Lions have the second pick and the first pick Jacksonville they're not taking a quarterback we get that but most people would think okay well Detroit 
no disrespect to Jared Goff, but doesn't necessarily seem like the long-term answer. And normally this would be the perfect spot to take the quarterback. But every mock draft basically has, nope, you guys are going defensive line or some other position, and the quarterbacks keep falling. Do you think that that's like like the level? It all comes down to on some level, does Detroit like a guy? But it also is like, well, wait, is there anybody even worthy of of, of this spot? You know, you, don't, you hate to miss on a quarterback at pass. Like, what, 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 do you think that's even conceivable right now from what you view that, like, they would even t- consider taking one or two? I don't think so. I mean, I, it's tough because it's sort of the Lions' luck, I guess. You know, they wind up two, and it's a year when there's not a quarterback available there. So I, I don't think they would take one there. I also think they like Jared Goff more than everyone else likes Jared Goff or everyone else thinks they should like Jared Goff. So I think that they trust him at least through next year and maybe even another year beyond that to just sort of hold down the fort while they figure this out. Campbell said it, Dan Campbell said it at his press conference today, you know, we don't have to be desperate anywhere. And I think that starts at quarterback. Like, they have a guy that they are comfortable with. And so if they love Bryce Young and they want to wait for next year and they have extra picks next year, they can do that. So I don't think too, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be hard to get your mind around one of these guys at two, I think. Right. Well, and, and what's interesting is, so you're talking about Jared Goff, a guy who, again, you're obviously this isn't your beat. So, but from the outside, it's like uh, I don't know how people are getting excited about them. But when I talk about Washington's circumstance with the 11th pick, and I've been writing recently, like, hey, I know everybody wants Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. That may not happen. That may not even be available, or at least not, or will not want to come to Washington. Therefore, the best guy might be a Jimmy Garoppolo or Mitch Trubisky, who are sort of in the Jared Goff kind of level and it's hard to get excited about that but at the same point you don't want to force the pick if you don't love a guy and that's what's so interesting is like how do you convince a fan base that knows you need a quarterback that like no we're going this way and you that guys is not exciting for people yeah the best thing that could happen for the Lions at quarterback this offseason would be for Rodgers to get traded to Washington (laughs) or Jacksonville or wherever Tampa Bay Um, yeah I mean I think you're right and I think that is part of the challenge here and if Jared Goff was at this year his cap hit was like 10 or 11 million because they redid his contract this coming season it's 30 million so if he was a 12 million dollar quarterback you'd say all right well we're getting what we paid for he's a solid starter he can you know hold down the fort at 30 million you know you need more than what you're getting from him he's got to be a guy that really carries you to wins and he's not that guy or hasn't been that guy in his career so I think that you know the Lions fans understandably are (laughs) Uh, a little skeptical about it, but it, that is a challenge, and especially this is year two of uh, this regime, and you know they had a little grace period and they played hard, so people were willing to accept the losses. But if you go through another year where your quarterback stinks and you don't have a young quarterback, then you're sort of setting yourself behind because you know we've seen it if you time and again in this league, like if you don't find your quarterback, that regime's not going to be there that long. Eventually, you're going to run out of time right. and, and patience. So. I don't know. We'll see how they how they go with it, I guess. <laughs> now, no disrespect to the Lions, but I think you've had a chance longer than me, even though the Washington kind of faded late. They were still in the playoff hunt until fairly early. I think you kind of had a chance to start looking at the draft a lot earlier and maybe contemplate these quarterbacks. Malik Willis is the one I'm most interested in because it feels like his variance is probably the highest because of the fact that he played at a smaller school and maybe, you know, maybe he'll this opportunity will give the teams a, ooh, he can do more things 
than we uh, imagine. We've, we've only seen one day worth of practice. I'm not going to make any grand proclamations off of that. But what's your view of, 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 of him? Because I know for Washington, it's got to be a guy you've got to be paying attention to. Yeah, well, I mean, I think even that one day of practice, though, they're doing warm-ups and he's throwing 30-yarders across the field to the other corner of the end zone, and it's just a completely different velocity than any of the other five guys who are out here. So uh, between that and his ability to move around, uh, you know, it's real. That's the other thing about Jared Goff and some of these other quarterbacks. It's really hard. Uh, Matthew Stafford's doing it, I guess. It's hard to win as a pocket quarterback in this right. league right now. You need to have that guy that can get out of there. And so, like Brady got away with it forever because he's obviously the smartest guy out there with anticipation and off the charts. But generally speaking, yeah, you've got to have a guy that can move these days, and that yeah, that, that makes Willis an interesting guy. Yeah, and Sta- like Stafford had one of the best arms probably in NFL history. Like so, you. You live with that. He's not super mobile. Um, but Willis, yeah, it looks like looks like those guys that we talk about a lot all the time now. You know, the guys that can get out of the pocket, you can run some creative schemes with. And, but then you also see, you know, I, I don't know that he always knows where the ball's going when he lets go of it. So how long is that going to take him to, to settle those mechanical things down? How long is it going to take him to start reading defenses? So... That's tough. I mean, it, we talk about this every year, like, oh, just draft him and let him sit for a year or two. But, I mean, you know, it's hard to sit a quarterback and make him better without playing. It's a, it's right. a really difficult thing to do. So uh, that's sort of the challenge with him. But I, that's the guy, too, that I wanted to see the most down here. And so I guess we'll see how he how he looks the next two days and then the game on Saturday. So there, you mentioned no Matt Corral, but there's other – basically it's of the top seven quarterbacks, six are here of the other guys. Any one for you that stands out? Because obviously if the Lions maybe don't take one at two, maybe you're taking one in somewhere a little bit later. Uh, Desmond Ritter, Carson Strong, perhaps your guys, or Bailey Zappi fall back a little bit. But any of these other guys, for whatever reason, stand out? Yeah, I mean, I do like Zappi. I think that that's – you're sort of getting into the, the middle rounds there and, uh, you know, figuring out if you're going to get – do you want to use a pick on a, a guy who's maybe just going to be a backup for you? I don't know that he's a starter. Kenny Pickett's probably the one. If we're talking Lions range, uh, not at two, but if they trade back, if they're they have pick, you know, thirty-one or thirty-two, and then thirty-four, they have an extra first next year. So if they could go up and get someone. Um, so I, I think Pickett's the one that's really been interesting. And Sam Howell too is on their roster down here. I think that they'll they'll take a good long look at him because he's experienced and he's a mo- he's mobile enough. I think you know he's not. Lamar Jackson, but he's someone who can move around for you. So, um, and I think too with those guys, that's sort of the opposite end of the spectrum. Willis, you know, Pickett started for Pickett's been the starter at Pittsburgh since like 1999, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and Zappi's played for five years. So the, those are guys that maybe you could see as as plug and play type options. Um, yeah, for, for sure. Uh, just anything else at quarterback? Because you obviously I know pay attention a lot to the draft. You and Dane Brugler do a bunch of stuff for the for the site. Uh, what anybody? Any other position, uh, again, it's only been one day of practice. I don't know who stood out necessarily yesterday, but who else is somebody that for you is kind of, you think this is a pretty interesting uh, situation for? Yeah, I mean, I think the defensive line for the American team, which the Lions had, looked looked pretty good yesterday. Jermaine Johnson's a guy who's going to be there um, like late round one in that Florida State edge. I think there's some good cornerbacks down here, too. Um, Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati, all name team. I just saw that name. I was like, "Wow, that's yeah. unbelievable." So a lot of t- his teammate uh, Ahmad Gardner is is probably a first round pick, but he's uh, Kobe Bryant's probably a set day two guy, I think, and he had a really good first day. So there's definitely some defensive talent. I mean, I, I think 
I want to see those are always the most fun matchups down here. Those one on ones with the corners and the receivers. We'll see if any of the receivers show up. But um, I don't know. What are you looking for? What's Washington? <laughs> well, they yeah. I mean, team name, yeah. Team name check. We can we mark that off. Uh, yeah. I mean, quarterback is obviously the biggest thing. The, the, the Ron Rivera kind of put linebacker back on the radar even after drafting Jamin Davis because they kind of said we still don't have a Mike linebacker and he, that's an important deal for the, for that defense. It's kind of pretty strong up front in theory the secondary at least got some pieces i got to get better but so linebacker uh maybe right guard brandon scherf is they're not going to use a franchise tag for a third year in a row and i would imagine that we're all assuming he's leaving so that's another spot and then maybe get another playmaker on all somewhere on offense um to, to, to help and that's why i'm like also curious about like if they don't take a quarterback if they get a vet then what do they do at 11 uh he, guy who's not here actually in the, in the the inside linebackers, Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure you've paid at least, I assume you may have paid some attention to that. Any linebackers uh, you kind of like this year? Yeah, I was disappointed. Devin Lloyd was supposed to be Yeah, here. I, 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 I wrote about him in my preview, and then like the next day I was like, oh, wait, he's not, he took all these off the list. Yeah, and Quay Walker from Georgia was supposed to be down here too, and then uh, and then was a, one of the last guys out um, for injury or whatever reason. Um, but there's another third Georgia linebacker, Channing Tindall, is a – you know, a guy who can run sideline to sideline, can really hit people, and that uh, Georgia defense is kind of, it's ridiculous the amount of talent that they had on there, but that, I think that's another one. Uh, JoJo Dolman's interesting from Nebraska. Um, there's a bunch of guys that are in that, like, safety linebacker hybrid this year down here, which seems to be the way the NFL's going on defense anyway. You're playing the nickel, you're playing the dime a lot, so I think there's a bunch of those guys um, that, that can be... Uh, mid-round type guys maybe maybe a little higher chad muma from uh wyoming he's the guy that i'm kind of intrigued by yeah the old, like the classic linebacker yeah and he was like a, a walk-on or not a walk-on he's like a lightly recruited safety wasn't a big guy and he's evolved he's just like a like uh, scott McLuhan always says he wants to get football players and you have an vision in your head like what that means this guy i think is that guy he, he is like the definition of a football player yeah and it, you could see him even there was a rep on uh, tuesday that first practice where one of his teammates came up and sort of asked him what they were supposed to be doing on defense and he's pointing everyone in the right direction that's the the first day and so yeah that's the mental acuity i think is there for him and his teammate came down logan wilson came down here a couple years ago and and uh blew up and 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 moved into the third round i think so i think that he's a guy that uh, can cover for sure but if you're looking for more of sort of a baseline backer too he's someone that could help so yeah i like i like him too i'd be interested to see how he plays the next couple days um last question Wait, did I already ask you? Is it Commanders? Did I officially ask you while we're? So. Yeah, I don't think I asked you this. So, so it is official. The Washington Commanders. Uh, I, I, thoughts? I, I've had. I, this has been on my radar for a minute because it's been sort of leaked out, and I, I don't even know what to think anymore. I'm too close to the situation as an outsider. What do you think of Washington Commanders? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I like the Washington Football Team branding. I thought it was a cool thing. It sort of set them apart and was unique and. Uh, I don't know. I have the have the jerseys come out. That's always the big thing. Like, do the, they the, look okay? The jerseys have come out. So the it looked like the leaked pictures didn't seem that great, but the reporters who were there were saying in person they look pretty good. So yes, that that's hugely important. They can't botch that. that keeping the colors, I think, helped uh, fans like not feel completely uh, d disassociated from the situation. But at least that. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The colors are the same, and who knows? <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, as long as the jerseys look okay. You can probably get on board with what the team name is at some point, right? So, the, the, the tricky thing is, and I don't know if this has been resolved while we've been here, is what's the nickname? Hmm. 
everybody's joking like I think it'd be called the commies because obviously that would be that would be unfortunate. And uh, beyond that, I don't know. I think that's the uh, the the next step in, in in what to do here. Man, yeah, I don't have any insight there. You're on your yeah. own. I'm not even gonna try. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair. There. Fair enough, Chris. Man, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. All right. Many thanks to Tarek El Bashir and Chris Burke for their time. Thanks to everybody for checking out the podcast. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up another podcast hopefully by on Friday, but if not, pretty soon, um, recapping the Senior Bowl, as well as getting into what I've been hearing about um, the veteran market around the league and some other Washington football team notes. So we'll do all that as well. But for now, signing off from the Senior Bowl, congrats to everybody. We've made it through the name change. It's the Washington Commanders. Whatever you think about it, that's the name. Move forward. We'll see what happens. That's it for now. Ben Standing signing off. Until next time. See ya.